Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live.
I've given the best of my service. Please, Lord, remember me. When you've lived, lived for him, went out and served, gave service for him, amen, the Lord will remember The thief on the cross, when he was being crucified aside Jesus, he said, Lord, when you enter into your kingdom, Lord, remember me. He said, this day thou shalt be with me in paradise. Amen. You, you have to know him. Live for him, serve him, acknowledge him, amen, and he will remember you. Amen. We give thanks to the Lord once again for allowing us to be found in the lands of the living. It's always good to be six feet above than to be six feet under. Amen. Somebody who went to bed last night, didn't wake up this morning. Someone who woke up this morning, amen, won't be lying in his bed on tonight. So you ought to be grateful that God has kept you, God has blessed you, and protected you. So you go safely out and brought you safely back in. Gave us an opportunity to hear the word of God once again. We should want to take advantage of every time we have to hear the word of God because we never know when it may be our last time. Sitting here reminded about a young man that was told to me that was preaching the gospel on Sunday. One of the words he said after he got to preaching, that if this be his last time, he was ready to go. After he got through preaching, he took a sip of water, sat down, and he died. You never know when it's your last time. Some of us at times play Russian roulette with our lives, playing around with God. Told us to choose who we're going to serve. If God be God, then serve God. But if God be mammon, then serve it. No man can serve two masters. Who is your master? What's ruling your life? What's leading you around by your nose? day in and day out. Who's the master of your life if it's not God? Just think about it. He used to say, wherever man's heart is, there also you will find his treasure. Treasure represents valuables, things of interest, things that people cherish and embrace. What is it that you treasure? What is it that you value and embrace it? much more than God. 
when you when you look at it, then you'll find where your heart is. Where a man hope, then you also find his treasure. He even said, He that loves mother, father, sister, brother, houses and land, much more than me, is not worthy of me. So you have to be careful when you put things ahead of God. We are grateful and we are thankful that God has kept us. Kept us God conscious. That we're willing to sit and hear the word of God. That we're willing to live for God. And be an effective witness for him. That we can draw others to the kingdom. We're not talking about your church or my church. Those are little small objects. And when this world comes to an end, it's going to burn up with everything else. But we're talking about the kingdom. We're supposed to be kingdom builders. That's how much God thanks you and I. That he called us and chose us to help to build his kingdom. I pray that the word of God may be a blessing to one and all on tonight. Our lesson will be covered from the 14th chapter of the book of Second Samuel. Some of the verses of scripture that we went through and opened up already have been really an eye-opening experience when it comes down to talking about family and our place in the family. How we should treat certain things when it happens in the family. We are the New Earth Life Ministries. We're located at 328 2289 Highway 249 in Pinehurst, Texas. I was at the 77362. Our email address is nwoflife2002 at yahoo.com. We would love to hear from you. Amen. Send us uh, an email. Send us a letter. Let us know that you're being blessed in, uh, through this through this ministry, through this Bible lesson. Amen. Get a friend. Get a loved one. Get someone who you say you care about. Have them to listen in, that they may hear the word. We can read it and gain all kind of information about what we read. But Solomon said, all I'm getting, get an understanding. And we need to know what the word of God is saying to us in this 21st century. What, what is it saying to us where I live at, here in this present time. Not about what happened to David and and Joab and and Amnon and Absalom. It's what happened to them. Help us to make a better decision on today. So with all the information that we gather, let us receive revelation. Now, as we go into our lesson, I'll be reading to you from the King James Version. Therefore, if you have a Gideon or NIV or any other type of Bible other than King James, the verses of Scripture may read differently than yours. But I pray that as we break the verses of Scripture down to see what it's saying to us where we live at in this present time, I pray that we get an understanding together. Let us read. 14 chapter, Second Samuel, verse 1. Now Joab, the son of Zeruah, perceived that the king's heart was toward Absalom. 
And you have said to Tekor, and fetched thence a wise woman, and said unto her, I pray thee, seem thyself to be a mourner, and put on thou mourning apparel, and anoint not thyself with her, but be as a woman that had a long time mourned for the dead. And come to the king and speak on this matter unto him. So Joab put the words in her mouth. And when the woman of Tekor spake to the king, she fell on her face to the ground and did obeisance and said, Help, O king. And the king said unto her, What is it thee? And she answered, I am indeed a widow woman, and my husband is dead. And the handmaid had two sons. They two strolled together in the field. And there was none to part them, but the one smote the other and slew him. And behold, the whole family is risen against I had made, and they said, Deliver him that smote his brother, that we may kill him for the life of his brother whom he slew, and will destroy the heir also. And so they shall quench my coal which is left, and shall not leave to my husband neither name nor remainder upon the earth. And the king said unto the woman, Go to that house, and I will give charge concerning thee. And the woman of Pekor said to the king, O my lord, O king, the iniquity be on me and on my father's house. And the king in his throne be guiltless. And the king said, Whosoever said aught unto thee, bring him to me, and he shall not touch thee any more. Then said she, I pray thee, let the king remember the Lord thy God, that thou wilt not suffer the revenge of blood to destroy any more. Least destroy my son. And he said, As the Lord liveth, there shall not one hair of thy son fall to the earth. Then the woman said, Let the handmaid, I pray thee, speak one word unto my Lord the king. And he said, Fail. And the woman said, Wherefore then hast thou thought such a thing against the people of God? For the king do speak this thing as one which is faulty and that the king do not fetch home again his vanished. For we must need die, and are as water spilt on the ground, which cannot be gathered up again. Neither do gods respect any person. Yet do he devise means that his banished be not expelled from him. Now therefore that I am come to speak to this, speak of this thing unto my lord the king. It is because the people have made me afraid. And the handmaid said, I will now speak unto the king. It may be that the king will perform the request of his handmaid. For the king will hear to deliver his handmaid out of the hand of the man that would destroy me and my son together out of the inheritance of God. Then the handmaid said, The word of my lord the king shall now be comfortable. For as an angel of God, so is my lord the king to discern good and bad. Therefore the Lord thy God will be with thee. Then the king answered and said unto the woman, Hide not from me, hide not from me, I pray thee, the thing that I shall ask thee. And the woman said, Let my Lord King now speak. And the king said, Is not the hand of Joab with thee in all this? And the woman answered and said, As thou so liveth, my Lord the king, none can turn to the right hand or to the left of aught that my lord the king had spoken. But that servant Joab, he bade me, and he put all these words in my mouth of thy handmaid, to fetch about this form of speech 
and thy servant Joab done this day? And my Lord is wise, according to the wisdom of an angel of God, to know all things that are in the earth. And the king said unto Joab, Behold now, I have done this thing. Go therefore, bring the young man Absalom again. And Joab fell to the ground on his face and bowed himself and thanked the king. And Joab said, Today thy servant knoweth that I have found grace in thy sight, my lord, O king, and that the king had fulfilled the request of his servant. So Joab arose and went to Geshur and brought Absalom to Jerusalem. And the king said, Let him turn to his own house, and let him not see my face. So Absalom returned to his own house, and saw not the king's face. But in all Israel there was none to, to be so much praised as Absalom for his beauty. From the sole of his foot even to the crown of his head, there was no blemish in him. When he pulled his hair, for it was at every year's end that he pulled it, because the hair was uh, heavy on him. Therefore he pulled it. He weighed the hair of his head at two hundred shekels after the king's weight. And unto Absalom there were born three sons and one daughter, whose name was Tamar, and she was a woman of fair kindness. So Absalom dwelt two full years in Jerusalem and saw not the king's face. Therefore Absalom sent for Joab to have sent him to the king. But he would not come to him. And when he sent it in the second time, he would not come. Therefore he said unto his servants, See, Joab field is near mine, and he had barley there. Go and set it on fire. Absalom's servants set the field on fire. And Joab arose and came to Absalom unto his house, and said unto him, Wherefore have thy servants set my field on fire? And Absalom answered Joab, Behold, I said unto thee, saying, Come hither, that I may send thee to the king, to say wherefore have I come from Gethar, it had been good for me to have been, been there still. Now, therefore, let me see the king's face. And if there be any iniquity in me, let him kill me. So Joab came to the king and told him. And when he had called for Absalom, he came to the king and bowed himself on his face to the ground before the king. And the king kissed Absalom. We read Second Samuel chapter 14, verses 1 through verse 33. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading here and do of his holy word. God is a good God. Even after we do bad, do wrong, walk away from it, and do everything after our own heart, God always devised means for us to come back home. He said, I wish that none should perish, but that all come to repentance and be saved. Absalom killed his brother Amnon because Amnon had raped his sister. His father David, the king, would not provoke the law of God upon Amnon, which would cause him to be stoned. He let it went unanswered. So Absalom took it upon himself. He waited two full years. Isn't that funny how people hold things in their heart? Two years. That's why the Bible says, put not thy trust in man, but put thy confidence in God. You can confide and have all the confidence in the world in God. You can't trust no man. Because none of us know what's in the man's heart. 
Only God knows what's in the man's heart. Absalom held this thing in his heart towards his brother Amnon for raping his sister. Two years, he devised a way to get to him so that he would kill him for what he'd done to his sister. Absalom flees and goes to a place called Gesher, fleeing away from his father David so that David would not bring judgment upon him for what he did. He says to Joab, Joab devised a scheme and, t- and have this woman to go and give this metaphor to David concerning her two sons, strove in the field together, one killed the other. All the time, she's, she's trying to show David himself concerning his two sons, Amnon and Absalom. What is it that God has said in his word or what happened in our community, in our house, that God is trying to show you and I? to get our attention. Cause us to, like old folks used to say, cause us to straighten up and fly right. So now, Absalom is trying to find a way to come back. He's been gone now two full years from his family, from his homeland, from Jerusalem from the place that he loved, from the place where they offered up sacrifices and said, God, he couldn't do any of this. He was away from, from all of this. He was in Gethar, the place where they sacrificed, the place where the priest, the true priest of God was, was in Jerusalem. So he had no, no spiritual teaching. He had no, no spiritual guidance. He had nothing. All he had was, was his life in his hand. You hear, you hear people say, you don't miss your water, and you're well run dry. That's funny how people could take church, take God for granted. But then once he's gone out of your life and you find trouble knocking at your door, then you remember how good it was when you was in church, when you was with God, when you walked with God, when God spoke with you. Here he's been gone two full years. His heart is now towards getting back home. And so he want to use your hand to go to the king to get the king to allow him to come back home where he don't have to pay for the crime he committed. That's funny how we, we want to do what we want to do, but we want we don't want to pay for what we've done. The wages of sin, you still got to pay. Regardless to what the popular opinion of other people may be and how people may feel and how people may justify what we do, the wages of sin, haven't changed, it's still there. Oh, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. He he gives us, he devised means for us to come back to him. So now Joab takes this woman, this 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 wise woman, or this woman of deceit. To cause David to be on her side to discern what happened or what she said happened to her two sons. That now that the family members is looking for revenge for him killing his brother. And we need to look at that very close, my sisters and brothers. We need to look at that very close because some decisions we make, we bring our family into it. And we only bring them into it because they care about us. 
A lot of times we want to say, family don't care about us. That's why we want their help. That's why we want something from them. We're trying to, we're trying to play on their sympathy. Oh, you don't care nothing about me. You don't want to help me. But when you want to give them sound and good advice, they want to tell you, stay out of my business. But you don't realize when things happen to a family member, they bring other family members into this equation. You join other people to your madness because people of family are supposed to care about one another. And when we see you being used or being hurt or you're walking into danger, it's our job to warn you. This is the thing God told Ezekiel. He said, look, when you see the swarm come up on the land, he said, blow the trumpet. Tell my people. He said, but if you don't warn them, he said, then they blood them will require at your hand. We're trying to stop you from, from danger, baby. We're trying to stop you. We're not trying to get into your business. We're trying to keep you from, from, from getting into trouble. We're not getting into your business. Because it's what we do and draw other people into our madness. When a, when a, when a child goes to jail, who do you think you're going to call? Mama, daddy, I, I, I'm in trouble. Come help me. But you didn't want to listen to that reason at the first. When a young girl don't want to listen to that mama, daddy, sneak out there and go have a baby out of wetlock. Who she think that she got to depend on to help her with that baby? She can't depend upon the guy who impregnated her. Oh, no, no, no. She calling on mama now. She come in and crying and slipping and, and, and all of this because now she don't know where her help going to come from. And so this is the same thing God is trying to tell us through his word. He's trying to cause us some unrepairable damage to our lives. Some people, some people right now, as I speak, adults with families, have been damaged so bad in their childhood, they still haven't been repaired. They're living with a whole bunch of baggage and hurt. That they can't be a true mother to their children, can't be a true wife to their husband, because they're still dealing with that pain and the hurt from the past. Because we don't want to listen. We want to have it our way. What the word of God say? Lean not to your own understanding. But acknowledge the Lord in all your ways, and he shall direct your path. But we don't want to listen at that. We listen more at flesh than we listen at what God's word is saying. Well, that's old and outdated. That's antiquated. But we don't do things like that no more. But God, God ain't changed. God is still God, and his word still remains the same. Taught every generation. This word was here before we came, we came on the scene. And this word is going to be here when we die and leave the scene. Absalom don't want to pay for what he done. So he used this wise woman, this woman of deceit, to send to, to, to David. Send Joab to David and to, tell, to, to, to get him to release Absalom from the penalty, from the crime that he committed. And so the woman used this metaphor that her two sons strolled together in the field and one killed the other. Now all the family members, they want revenge. And so he tells us, say, look, don't worry about your family or what they're going to do to try and bring revenge upon the son who killed his brother. You don't have to worry about this. I'm, I'm going I'm to do that and I'm going to speak for you. He said, whosoever say anything to thee, bring him to me. He shall not touch you anymore. He won't do anything. I'm the king. That's funny how we can rule 
over other people matters, but when it comes down to our own house, we can't rule well about that. We can't judge that matter. We can judge other people easily. We ain't got no problem judging other people. But when it comes down to judge rightfully about something our children or even ourselves did, this, we find a whole lot of room to justify our actions or the actions of our children. He said, look, if anybody say anything to you, I don't care if your brother, your son didn't kill his brother. I ain't going to allow none of your family members to, put a, to touch him. Not even a hell in his head will fall to the earth. So now he's standing up for this woman. Regardless of how wrong the, the son was in his brother's life, don't worry about that. I got you. I got you. But yet he couldn't, he couldn't rule over the affairs of his own house for the wrong that was committed there. See, when we live with guilt, it's hard for us to judge matters rightfully. That's why we have to confess. Get those things off us. Don't let the devil use those things to control our mind and our actions and our, our, our rightful judgments. Because as long as you, you live and hold that guilt, you'll never be able to judge a matter rightfully, even in your own house especially when you know somebody else knows about you. You don't want to hear it. You don't want to be around it. You don't even want to talk about it because it brings too much of remembrance about you, back to you about what you did. And so what you do, you fold up. You crawl up in a shell, and you don't want to talk about it or judge it because the same judgment you judge, you're being judged by. The same measurement you measure, you're being met by. Why? Because you didn't take swift actions before. So now you've got to live with all that guilt. So that now when something comes up in your house among your children, with you and your spouse or whatever, you can't judge rightfully about it. Because you didn't judge the matter before. But here when it comes down to somebody else's house, oh yeah, maybe you ain't got to worry. Ain't nobody going to touch you. If they say anything, come tell me. Come bring it to me. This is what David tells the woman. But sooner or later, that stuff is that going to come right back in your face. You hear old folks just say, the chicken sooner or later going to come home to roost. Now, David is speaking up for the woman. He on all time, 100%. He in all corner. But look what happens here. Look at verse 12. Then the woman said, let thy handmaid, I, I pray thee, speak one word unto my Lord the king. And he said, say it on. What else you got to say? What else bothering you? Tell me what's, what's going on. If there's anything else, let me know about that too. And the woman said, Well, folk there, have thou thought such a thing against the people of God. Now here it is, he washed his feet with it. But the king do speak this thing as one which is faulty. You got fault in yourself. So how can you judge about my house? In that the people of God for in that the king do not fetch home again his banish. Now your son been banished from Jerusalem, from the kingdom, from the palace, because of the act you committed. But here now you're going to judge about a story I tell you that happened in my house? How could you, how could you say anything against anybody else when you got hope in you? Jesus said, remove first the beam out of your own eye that you can see clear enough to remove the moat out of your brother's eye. 
And you know that's that that that's so prevalent in the church, in our society, and everywhere you go, that people are quick to judge a matter with someone else, but they can't see the fault that lies in themselves. Michael Jackson made that song, you got to start with the man in the mirror. Verse 14 says, For we must need die, and there is water spilt on the ground, which cannot be gathered up again, neither do God respect any person. Yet do he devise means that his bandage be not expelled from him. We all got to leave away from here, is what she's saying. And it's just as if water is being spilled on the ground. It can't be taken back up again. Once water is spilled on the ground, there's no more water. It, returns, it turns into mud. It's not, it's not fit for consumption anymore. It's not fit for human consumption once it falls on the ground. In the dirt, where the dogs have been and, and, and did their business at, fleas and insects and all. What, what can you do with water? That is spilled on the ground. It's, it's good for nothing. That's what Jesus said about the salt. He said, we like the salt of the earth. He said, the salt loses its savor. He said, therefore, it's good for nothing. But to be cast out and trodden under the foot of men. Salt is what? A preservative. It preserves life. What water does? Our body is made up of two thirds of water. So it, it's very... It's very needful to the body. But when, but when it's spilled, it's good for nothing. You can't, it can't be used. When it's useless. And that's what some of us are sitting in the church, sitting at home, and we're useless. We like water spilled on the ground, useless. The old folks say good for nothing. Just that, taking up space. Taking up time and good for nothing. Something like the fig tree when Jesus was on his way back to Galilee and he came up on the fig tree. They had leaves on it, which indicated that it's supposed to have fruit because the fig tree brings bring leaves, bring fruits, and then it brings the leaves. So the, if they had leaves, it was supposed to indicate that there should have been fruit. But when he went up on the, when he came up on the tree, the Bible said that it was nothing but leaves. No fruit was on the tree, just leaves. And what he did, he said it's good for nothing. And so he, he crushed the victory. If God designed us, he made us for a purpose. Don't just live and be good for nothing like water spilt on the ground and cannot be taken up again. Regardless of what you did, you can't go back and undo it. It's done. Go to God. Tell God to repent. This is what he put in the Bible for us to do, to repent. This is when Jesus was coming on the scene to do his ministry. This was they found John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness. Repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. When Jesus started out on his ministry, what do you think was his first message? Repent.
You can't hide it from God. He already knows. There's nothing that we do hid from God. Nothing we say he haven't heard before. Nothing we did he haven't seen before. He's he's out in the signs. He knows it all. Nothing escapes him. But yet he still loves us. That he devised means, the trouble that he calls in your house, the job he calls you to lose. It's all because he wants you to come back to him. Those are means that he's devising to get you to open up your eyes and see that without him, you can do nothing. You need him, baby. You're going to need him to live and you're going to show up need him to die with. Old folks, once again, old folks say only God can make up a dying baby. But we must need die. We've got to get away from him. And we can't leave away from him and see God with vengeance or unforgiveness in our heart. So she's trying to tell David more or less, man, you got to get over this. You got to forgive. Not only your son, but you got to learn how to forgive also yourself. And a lot of people is living in the church, singing, preaching, teaching, doing all kinds of stuff for God. They haven't forgiven themselves. And people really haven't saw the real you, the true you. Because you're hiding behind a facade because you haven't forgiven yourself. And so he said, she said, look, we got to leave away from you. We can't leave away from you with hatred, animosity, and stuff in our heart for somebody that has done something wrong to us or against us or to any one of our family members. We got to learn how to forgive. Jesus says, love your enemy. Pray for them that despitefully use you. For great is your reward in heaven. You want to make it to heaven? That's what you're going to have to do. Because we must need die. And as water spilled on the ground, which cannot be gathered up again, neither do God respect any person. Yet, do he devise means that his vanity be not expelled from him. He don't want us to be separated apart from him. Do you realize we are part of God even before we accept him? The Bible said we made it as it can have this likeness. So everything about us is a replica of who, who God is. But we don't use that to glorify him when we, when we are, are separated from him. And so he don't want to banish you. He don't want to see none of us go to hell. He said he, said he didn't devise hell for man. He almost devised for the, for the devil and his angels. He said, but now hell has enlarged itself because people is willing to go to hell rather than to come back to God and ask for forgiveness. We got to stop trying to judge other people matters and look at our own house. You got six months to mind your own business and six months to leave other people's business alone. So that gives us a whole year just to work on us. Verse 15 says, Now, therefore, that I have come to speak of this thing unto my Lord the King. It is because the people have made me afraid. And I had made saying, I will now speak unto the King. It may be that the King will perform the request of his handmaid. But the King will hear to deliver his handmaid out of the hands of the man that will destroy me and my son together out of the out of the inheritance of God. Now, what's she saying? People is watching. One thing about us, my, my late pastor used to always say, the world, regardless to whether they believe in God, whether they serve God, they will put a 
a magnifying glass upon the saints of God. And they're looking for an excuse to say, that's why I don't come to church. That's why, because you, you're a hypocrite. You don't, you, you, you know it and you, know it, you ain't doing what's right. One thing about the people, even if they don't come to church, they know something about the word of God to know whether we live it right or not. And so she's saying to people, I come to speak unto you unto the king, for it is the, because of the people. People are watching us. Do you realize they got people who want to see us live this? They want to make a change. But if they see church, same as usual, the church status quo, you know, you can go to church and still go to the club. You can go to church and still run with a woman or a man. God, God understands. God will forgive. Paul says in the book of Romans, he says, shall we continue in sin? He said, now that grace abounds, shall we continue in sin? Word come back, he said, God forbid that we live any longer in it. It's not God's will. It's not his desire to see us come and accept him and still live the same way. It got to be changed. How could people really know you got God in your life if you don't change? You go to church, but you still do the same thing. Powerful words coming out your mouth. You're going to the same old places. Where's the change? The Bible said that the devil believed that there's a God in trouble, but he ain't going to live for God. Now, therefore, that I have come to speak of this thing unto my Lord the King, it is because the people have made me afraid. So it let us know that people is watching us. Watching how we judge matters, watching how we live, watching about the decisions we make, what we do, where we go. No, you're right. They're not God. They're not God. But our lives is to live godly before these people that we may bring change to them. That our life may be a light shining in darkness. That someone come running and ask, what must I do to be saved? That's what it's about. Is about living for God that other people will see our light shining within and glorify our Father, which is in him. Verse 16 says, For the king will hear to deliver his handmaid out of the hand of the man that would destroy me and my son together out of the inheritance of God. Then the handmaid said, if you go, if you were to live for me, he said, well, then if I tell him about this thing, well, then he ought to deliver his own son. Then the handmaid said, the word of my Lord the king shall not be comfortable. You shouldn't you should have a problem with this matter now. Because if you can see clear enough and have enough compassion on my house, how come you can't have that same compassion on your own? So this thing ought, ought not bother you. You ought to be comfortable with this matter now. 
For as an angel of God, so is my Lord the King to discern good and bad. In other words, he's saying, you take in the place of God. You bring it, you bring, you, 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 you're the one that stands where you have the life of man in your hand. You can raise yourself that man live, or you can put it down or, or point it down within a man would die. You're like an angel of God. You can bring life or you can bring death. You can bring uh, 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 restoration or you can bring destruction. But as an angel of God, so is my Lord the King to discern good and bad. Now, when the angel of God go out, is dispersed from God, he's going to bring truth and justice. That's what the angel of God does. He's going to bring truth and justice. Why? Because he worked for God, and God is justice. Everything he do is just. He's a just God. People like to say things against God at times when things don't go their way. When they have a wreck. Somebody died direct from their family. I'm, I'm reminded some years back, a young lady that was at work, and she was saying how she had things against God. She didn't want to hear anything about God or about church because God allowed her son to die. Now, I don't know what it was that happened to cause this son, this child to die, what part she played. Now, I don't know if it was before or afterwards, but, but, the, but the young lady, she was on drugs. Now, it could have been she was on drugs and, and neglected her son and caused something to happen to him to die. But she hold God accountable. And you find that. A lot of people hold God accountable for bad things that happen to them, but they don't, they don't give him no credit for the good. People want to live a raggedy life and live any kind of way, but they want God to bless. They want God to to support their decision. They want God to defend them. They want God to stand up for them. But you ain't doing nothing for God. And when these things don't take place, then you blame God. And you have the audacity to go and spread this to other people. But as an angel of God, so is my Lord the King to discern good and bad. Therefore, the Lord thy God will be with thee. In other words, if God is with you, whatever whatever judgment you come to, you have to come to it by the means of God, by the law, by the word, because it's for everybody whether he be right or whether he be wrong, the word judges us. Jesus, when, 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 it was, when Jesus was teaching and they said Jesus was judging, he said, he said, I didn't come to judge. He said, but the words that I speak shall judge you. God's word, his law, his commandments, that's the thing that tells us whether we right or whether we wrong. Then people have to adapt to the word. Well, who side you on? 
I'm on righteous side. I'm on God's side. I'm on the word side. What what the words about this matter? Verse 17 said, Then thine handmaid said, The word of my Lord the king shall now be comfortable. For as an angel of God, so is my Lord the king to discern good and bad. Therefore, the Lord thy God will be with thee. Be with thee with what? In the matter that she's judging. In the matter that whether he discerned good and bad concerning not only her house, about the matter she told about her two sons, but what about your house? Do you realize some parents are at fault for some of the children being in penitentiary or being dead? As long as they're bringing home the money, they didn't care where the money came from, even knowing that this child is out there dealing drugs. Some of them, you, you can find, I just saw some of them, let them come in the house and cook the drugs and make rocks. But as soon as somebody shoot them down in the street, they crying and whooping and howling and talking about how wrong this person was, who killed their child. But baby, you helped kill that child because you wouldn't correct them. Spare a ride? Brother child. You don't chastise them and get them right. They got something out there that will get them right. We so quick to blame God, point fingers at other people, because we don't want to live up to the responsibility that we have to train that child up. We got a duty, we got a job to do, and that's to train our children, not somebody else, but for us to train them ourselves. And when we don't do that, these are the things that happen. They wind up in the graveyard or either in the penitentiary. And we get there and we judge about everybody else, but we don't see the fault in ourselves. We don't see the fault in our child, but we point the finger at everybody else. But, baby, you play just a greater hand in where your child is at today than anybody else could. Verse 18, then the king answered and said unto the woman, hide not from me. I pray thee the thing that I shall ask thee. The woman said, let my lord the king now speak. And the king said, it's not the hand of Joab with thee in all this. And the woman answered and said, as thy soul liveth, my lord the king, let it turn to the right hand or to the left from aught that my lord the king had spoken. For thy servant Joab, he made me, and he put all these words in my mouth of thy handmaid. To fetch about his form of speech, had thy servant Joab done this thing. And my Lord is wise, according to the wisdom of an angel of God, to know all these things that are in purity. Now, read this. It reminds me of how people get out there and commit crimes together. Now, they feed this up together. People get out there and, and, and commit crimes together. As soon as the police catch one, guess what he do? As soon as the police catch one, guess what he do? 
detail. The other person got away scot-free. Nobody knew who it was that was his accomplice. But because now the police got him, threatening him to give him life in penitentiary or either give them a, a softer sentence if they tell, guess what you think, what you think they're going to do? They're going to tell everything they know and things that they don't know. They got caught for that crime, and guess what? They're going to tell about all the other crimes they committed together. And this is what this woman put down that, 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 that David and figured out that this sounds like stuff that Joab would do. See, when you, when you know a person, you know the handprint upon something that's being done or something that's being said. You know what I'm talking about. You didn't hear people come back and say, stuff. well, ain't nobody said that for so-and-so. Now, whether they said it or not, because of what was said and who said it, the first person to come to your mind is somebody who always spreading gossip. Ain't nobody said that for so-and-so. Ain't nobody started that for so-and-so. And that person might be innocent. But because their handprint is on it, you point the finger at that individual. And so this is what David is doing. That he's pointing the finger at Joab because this is Joab's handprint. This is the kind of stuff that Joab would do. And when you know a person that do this kind of stuff, when you hear about it, that's the first person you think about. And they may not even have nothing to do with it. But because it see it looks like they had print on it, it looks like they type of work or stuff that they would say or do, that's the person you look at. And so Joab tells the woman, look, tell me the truth. I'm going to ask you a question, but you can tell me the truth. Is Joab hand in this? Man, you sure know what you're talking about. You shall know what you're talking about. Now, she said that the man faded her, which means commanded her or forced her. He said for her. She ain't had to go. He put these words in her mouth. She ain't had to say it. The king got all power in his hand. All she had to do was tell David, say, look, I don't want to have nothing to do with this, but look, this is what Joab is trying to force me to do, and I don't want to have nothing to do with what's going on in your house. Now, you don't have to protect me from, from, from Joab because if you find out and told you, he might want to kill me. Now, he protect, he wanted to protect her from her kinsmen. So why would he protect her from Joab if this is something that Joab can feed up behind David's back? So now that David has found out that this looked like Joab has put all this thing, all this, 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 this uh, matter of deception, she said, man, you, 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 you smart. Man, God been talking to you. You're like an angel of God. Can't nothing happen in the earth without you knowing. You know just what's going on here. I don't care how much you do behind a person's back. See, when you have, when you have a, 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 a reputation, that everybody know what you like, what you are like, and what you would do and what you would say, you may not even have nothing to do with it. A person is going to point the fake at you and say, that's all like, like, like so-and-so. Mary always talking like that. She always got, got hard to set. That's probably who that was. Mary might not have even known anything about it. Because, but because it looked like her handprint, 
some of the stuff that she would say or do, that's what you were pointing to. And so now since David found this out, that this is going on, what she do? She tells it all. That's the same thing happened in the streets. You got to commit crime with these jokers who supposed to be so much gangsters. Kill somebody in a minute, but as soon as the police catch them, they tell everything. Tell on everybody. I didn't read in the newspaper where the jokers even tell on their own mom and daddy. Yeah, they was in it too. Just to save themselves. But on the street, they, they kill us. Oh, they kill us. They're bad on the street. As soon as the people catch them and put them behind those bars and threaten them for, for life behind bars or, 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 or the death penalty, they tell everything they know. They ain't going to only tell about the crime they got caught with. They're going to tell about the ones they didn't get caught. But the more they tell, the less time they get. So I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna help you clear up that. You remember when they, when a guy got got killed over on such and such street? I know who did that too. So they're gonna tell it all. Here David just found out that this just looked like the handprint of Joab. Now tell me the truth. Did Joab put you up to do this? Oh, he made me. He commanded me. He made me do this. But if you notice, when we open up the scripture, he he the Bible says that Joab put words in our mouth. But when she went to David, what she did? She fell all over the ground. She played that part out. She fell all over the ground, on her face before they Lord help me, okay. What was going on, sister? What's going on? Why do you need my help? And she went along with the program. She was right there for the, as the crime was being fiend up, when the crime was being committed. She took part in it, but now she don't want to have, have nothing to do with what David's going to do about it. So she tells. Details. And before you know it, the police kicking your door down. I'm coming for you. Say, oh, no, not my son. Oh, yeah, so and so told that he was in this. A lot of people that's doing time in jail had got away scot free. Tell somebody who they was with, told on them. Was done in the dark. It comes to the light. But surely you're going to find you out. You might get by for a little while, but you're not going to get away. Sooner or later, that chicken is going to come off the roof. And anybody that knows anything about the streets ought to know that once one person got caught, they're going to tell on the rest. They're going to tell on the rest. So why go out there and do it? Some of the people that are supposed to be the baddest thing on the street, Informants and told. As long as they were getting away with the crime and that money was rolling in or whatever they were doing was good, all good, oh yeah. There was boys, they was pounding each other, they was high fiving and rolling in the in the in the in, in the Cadillacs and and the in the BMWs and all that together. You know, blink blinging it out there in the club. Uh, making it rain and all of this kind of crazy stuff. As soon as one of them got caught, it rained. It rained down time, not money. Verse 21 said, And the king said unto Joab, Behold now, I have done this thing. 
Go therefore, bring the young man Absalom again. Now, this did it make David feel so bad that David is sending for Absalom to come back home. It's bad when you allow somebody to force you to do something out of your own free will. Because whatever decision you make, you got to either live with it or die with it. Now, he's not bringing him back home to judge him for what he did. He's bringing him back home because of the people. And when you become a people pleaser, nothing good comes from it. And you're going to find this out as we go deeper and deeper into this book of Second Samuel. Nothing good going to come from this. And it made him feel bad about the decisions he made to help the woman. And the woman said, look, you had fault yourself. We can't react out of guilt. We got to react out of righteousness. When we react out, out of guilt, nothing good comes from that. Because we make bad decisions. Guilt is there to make us do what? Repent and do what's right. That's what conviction is all about. So now he's letting people move him rather than God. Nothing good going to come from this. Because when we allow things to go unpunished, unpunished in our house, all it does is just bring more travesty. We're going to stop here at verse 21. Hopefully, if the Lord said the same, life lasts and death passes, Christ don't come back for the church. We'll open up right here next week as we go back into our lesson. Once again, we are the New Airplay Ministries. For Pastor Herman L. Evans, we located 32822 State Highway 249 in Pinehurst, Texas. Our zip is 77362. Our email address is nwoflife2002 at yahoo.com. Let us hear from you. Get a nephew, your cousin, your, your, your spouse, or somebody. Tell them to listen to this lesson. Talking about life as we live it each and every day. It's happening all around us. So why not look into the Bible and see what the Scripture says about this so that we can make better decisions with our lives and learn how to judge matters according to the Word of God. <laughs> so I pray that the Word be a blessing to one and all. This concludes our lesson for tonight. I ask that you pray for us. And we pray for you and continue to listen in. Amen. And hopefully God will have something to say to you and I that would make us a better people, a better you and a better me. So may God bless you. May God keep you. This is our prayer. Good night, saints.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.